When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is ESPN Radio. Good Tuesday morning to you and yours. You got Jay Williams, Freddie Coleman together on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Is it a good Tuesday morning? Not for some. Not for some. We're going to get to that here on SiriusXM Channel 80 ESPNU as well. But before we get to all of that and the heaviness involving Northwestern football, Brother Jay Williams, how are you doing this morning? Uh, What up, brother? What up, brother Freddie? (laughs) Brother Hot Sauce Freddie. What's going on, baby? It only took 20 seconds. I thought you were going to say it sooner than that. You're damn right. You're determined to let me lean in. How was was your weekend? Because I had an extended weekend. Yes, you did. Weekend was good. Like I mentioned yesterday, had a chance to go back to my school, my heart, Mansfield University in Pennsylvania. Uh We had a celebration of life for my football coach, Thomas Elsass, who passed away not too long ago. And I got to give so many kudos to Kerry and Amy Elsasser, his daughters, who were mm. fantastic. And I can't even imagine what they're going through because he never had sons of his own, but he had plenty of sons. And I had a chance to be fortunate to get up and speak about so many great players from when he coached at the Passaic High School in New Jersey and also Mansfield University in Pennsylvania. had a chance to speak on him beyond football. And two words I used about Coach E were save and reach because he saved so many guys where he was not just the father figure, he was the dad to so many players at Passaic High School and at Manchester University. And also reach. He always allowed you to believe that you could reach deep down in yourself in ways that you didn't even think were possible to be a better person. Because he always talked about, I'm not here to raise football players. I'm not here to do that. I'm not here to get you to the NFL. I'm here to make sure you're going to be better husbands, better fathers, better sons, better brothers, and be great guys in the community and great people and leaders in the community. Those are the two words I'm always going to associate, Jay, with Coach E. Save and reach because he was all about that, not making it about him, but making sure you were going to be better going forward as a person. May he rest in peace, man. Absolutely. It's amazing, Freddie, you know, being a 41-year-old grown man right now with baby strollers and and, and kids and, and a wife and family to take care of. The certain principles that you're taught when you're in your formative years that still are applicable to you today that I passed down to my kids. No I just lost an AU coach named Rich Leary. Yeah. That literally, I was 14 years old, Freddie, and we're playing against, uh, we're playing at the Gauchos Gym against Riverside Church, okay? Wow. I'm 14 years old. I'm playing against Elton, Braun, El- Elton Brand, LeVar Postel, um, Corey Maggetti, and Eric Barkley. And as a four, I'm playing against grown ass men, okay? Like, like Eric Barkley of St. John's, Eric Barkley. Yeah, Eric that Barkley. Ron Eric Barkley. Artest yes, back Ron Artest. Wow. And Ron Artest was on that team as well, okay? <laughs> now we got blitz by like 80 points. I was so just debased coming off the court. And my coach was like, hey, this is a learning opportunity for mm-hmm. you to learn what you need to do to continue to improve. Absolutely. Don't be defeated. Like, be inflated. Think differently about yourself. Right, so those are still things that are applicable to me today. Yeah, because those kind of people that are in your life, they don't understand what kind of impact they can have on you. But then when they see it, when it's tangible, when that evidence is there, you're looking at yourself thinking, I, there's no way you can tell me I was not doing the right thing. I was not doing right by my players beyond the game of basketball, beyond the game of football, beyond the game of baseball. Pat Summer, for example, is a prime example of that. 
all those years of Tennessee. Yes. God rest her soul. How many players talk about what she did for them as a woman that had nothing to do with basketball? I hear from Carol Lawson every single day. He's head coach of Duke now on the women's team. I mean, just an, an epitome, a walking example of leadership and how to lead, which obviously leads into a bigger mm. discussion today. Before yeah. we get there, though, go ahead. I, I want to ask everybody in the studio, Pat, Nuno, Yates, um, over the weekend, uh-huh. I had saw a, a woman aboard American oh. Airlines. I oh, had Lord. to bring this up because it was just so imagine being on a flight and a woman is coming up from the back of the flight and she is just screaming hysterically. I did see that. Story. That a guy is not real like he is not real on the plane and demanded to get off the plane. Literally, it stopped the entire flight. Say he mm. he is not real. Like, th- that's like some Final Destination stuff to me. <laughs> like, I, would you get off the plane? Like, Freddie, if somebody was screaming at the top of their lungs that a uh-huh. person is not real yeah. on the plane. And I don't have at, Wesley Snipes from Pastor 57 yes, to no, help me. There's no, I'm out of there. Are you getting off the plane? I'm getting off the plane. I don't want to be around somebody like that. I'll find a Pat, different flight. you're staying on the plane. Pat's I'm, staying on the plane? No, it's not even a question I'm staying on the plane. No, some, not only do I not care, I'm turning the volume up in my headphones and closing my eyes and leaning back. Someone that unstable? God bless you. Not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah is getting off the plane. I, I yeah. see it in Yates' face. Yates, you getting off the plane? Me, me and you are gone, right? Where's my seat? Doesn't matter. <laughs> you know my seat. Oh no, no. You, if you know I'm my seat's not going to, the to be the person who's freaking out. Uh-huh. You know what I'm finna do? What? I'm grabbing my overhead stuff and I'm walking with Shorty off the plane. <laughs> We're not playing. We're now. not playing. I watched the video. Exactly. I've never seen anything like it before in my life. Which is saying something on planet Earth. That's, I mean, <laughs> screaming at the top of her lungs. He is not real. My question is, Jay. Why did anyone else who was on that plane? No one looked at the bull that she was talking about. Like no one was like, let me check, make sure she ain't the one. Tripping. Because because they know that she's crazy as a loon, and they weren't feeding into that. They were hoping that she would go away. That's what that was. Yeah, Everybody got to the end of Pat right Costello. That's what I'm saying. They turned their headphones. They kept listening to Bruce Springsteen. Got they were places, good. Got places to go, man. I can't. Until you don't get there. An episode. Like, yeah, Nuno, what about you? Are you staying on the plane? Because you're the tiebreaker here. No, I'm out. There yeah, we go. I might. I'm, 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 I'm definitely looking back at the dude. Like, well, who's yeah, exactly. well, tell I me who like, you're talking about. I feel like you guys are all lying. I feel like you're all saying that in the moment. Nah. But if you're sitting on that plane I'm and you're out. like, I don't know. man, I got, I, don't know. I got two hours. I got to get to Pat, Florida I've or whatever. Off, you're Pat, staying on that Pat, plane. People have gotten off the planes for less. Have you? Yeah, I have. Wait, yeah. Somebody else on United Airlines had a breakdown because they didn't have the first choice of their meals. So I, I think the flight was going from uh, West Coast over to the Netherlands, and it literally had to make an emergency stop in Chicago. They have because they, somebody was like, "I didn't get my first option of my meals," and they blocked out. What? Yeah, I'm telling you, it's the uh, the amount of stuff going on on planes right now. I, I don't like it. the amount of things going on I don't planet like Earth it. right yeah, now. I don't, I don't like it. That's not just a planes, trains, and automobiles thing. There are plenty of things going on planet Earth outside of transportation issues or seeing the boogeyman in the background when it comes to that woman on that on that airline, like hazing, like Which, hazing. No doubt about That's it. That's what's going on. Speaking of not setting example, not saying Jay Williams and Freddie Cohen not doing that here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and ESPN Two and ESPNU. To say that it's ugly at Northwestern would be a complete understatement. They wind up firing their head football coach, Pat Fitzgerald, amid allegations of widespread hazing within the football program. Now, university president Michael Schill wrote in an open letter to the school community, and I quote, The head coach is ultimately responsible for the culture of his team. The hazing we investigated was widespread and clearly not a secret within the program, providing Coach Fitzgerald with the opportunity to learn what was happening Either way, the culture in Northwestern football, while incredible in some ways, 
was broken in others, end quote. My question to you, Jay, we both have played sports. We both played in college. You played at Duke University mm-hmm. in basketball. I played football at Mansfield University in Pennsylvania. How are we still here in 2023 with stuff like this? I have no idea, Freddie. I, I have zero clue. Um, did hazing occur when I was in college? To a degree, but it was more like, give me 20 push-ups. Okay. Run, run, you know, three wind sprints, run laps. It was more like things like that. It, it wasn't, when you start hearing some of these details, I'll give you one from the whistleblower that said, stripped naked and performed various acts, including bear crawling and slingshotting themselves across the floor with exercise bands. What are we doing? What were they doing? Like, you know, runs giving, yep. Shrek's clap, runs miss. These are all things to describe essentially multiple people holding down younger players, uh, doing things like dry humping them. Things I, 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 I don't understand what world we're living in where as a head coach or an assistant coach, I've been around a lot of these guys. I mean, I, I worked college basketball for an extensive period of time. I've seen college programs. I spent time with Nick Saban. I've went down to Clemson. Uh, I've been out to Texas A&M. I've seen the amount of oversight and control that coaches have into their programs. I, it, Coach K had student managers that clocked whether we made to classes on time, Freddie, on campus, whether we made it to our classes on time, yet alone what was happening in the locker room right. or in the showers for him to not have any idea or have any clue to what was occurring is beyond me. I don't know how you don't. I don't know how you don't. I'm, I'm trying to figure out. It's one thing to, to say that you didn't know about it. And Pat Fitzgerald released part of his statement that he's going to have the, his attorney retained because he believes that his individual rights were compromised. I'm paraphrasing that these kind of things that he didn't know about. I know it's hard to follow 120 players off the football field or to follow 15 basketball players off the basketball court. But when you're the ringleader of this, according to these allegations, that you will literally take your hands and clap. And that signal that somebody was going to be a part of a hazing situation as a young player. When you're the, a guy that's in the college football Hall of Fame, one of the great college linebackers in the history of that program and in college football, you've been associated with Northwestern football. For 26 years, 17 as a head coach, as an assistant, and as a player. What kind of man are you, according to these allegations, to think that, you know what, this is going to build toughness? Hey, Pat Fitzgerald, and I've had conversations with him before on this program, on this network. Pat Fitzgerald, it's not 1935. Mm. These kind of things should, should not have been flying in 1935. For damn sure, they should be flying in 2023. When you're the ringleader of that According to these allegations, you can lose me with that, no matter what kind of previous relationship that he and I had. If these allegations are true and you were the ringleader, how do you account for that and you look somebody's parent in the eye and say, this is what I allowed to happen to your son? Well, you can't teach your players on the field to be accountable, right? Think what coaches do. Well, and I I have this in the utmost respect, too, because I dealt with it at school. It's like, hey, Jay, you're the point guard. Regardless of whether the play went right or not, That's on you. It's your job to orchestrate where everybody needs to be at all given times. So they teach you accountability. So now you're going to tell me that, well, when it comes to this situation, there is no accountability on my part? Oh, there's a lot to unpack here, Freddie. 
There's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. <laughs> now, whether it will be proven in the court of law that he was recognized what happened, I mean, there are different ways that you need to prove that. That becomes challenging. But common sense would make you think that coaches, with the details that they know about how their program operates, how do you not know what's going on? We're going to get into that with Jay just raised because that's when things can get even stickier involving the court of law and Pat Fitzgerald, allegations, Northwest football, past, present, and future. We'll do that next. He's Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN Radio and ESPN2 and ESPNU. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot This is ESPN Radio. I'm going to read you a quote about these allegations that led to the firing of Pat Fitzgerald as head football coach, Jay Williams, Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and ESPN2. It's a shocking experience as a freshman to see your fellow freshman teammates get ran, but then you see everybody bystanding in the locker room. It's just a really abrasive and barbaric culture that has permeated throughout that program for years on end now. Quote, end quote, excuse me. That was part of the Daily Northwestern. In which the article, if you want to do yourself a favor, go to dailynorthwestern.com, titled Former NU Football Player Details Hazing Allegations at the Coach Suspension, meaning the coach Pat Fitzgerald, who's now been fired. One player said, Jay, I've seen it with my own eyes, and it's just absolutely egregious and vile and inhumane behavior, end quote, when he recounted his experiences at Northwestern, and he told the university in late November 2022, he talked about a practice dub running, which was used to punish team members primarily freshmen for mistakes made on the field and in practice. If a player was selected for running, they would be restrained by a group of eight to 10 upperclassmen dressed in various purge-like masks who would then begin dry humping the victim in a dark locker room. First off, shout out to the daily Northwestern for actually uncovering this story. Um, It's amazing, Freddie, how many times these newspapers or these editorial teams that are internally at schools are the ones who are actually uncovering the, you know, the, the details of some of these things when national media or, you know, outside entities can't really have access right. to the players. So shout out to them for actually uncovering this. Yeah, They did what the players should have done, not allow this to continue to happen. So hard for a lot of times young players. And I, 
there's so much to get into. Can you just describe to me okay. what the hell running means? Well, according to, to our fans, it's part of a hazing. It's which an anonymous player who told the newspaper that the primary form of hazing in Northwestern was called running. It's an act in which the play would be restrained by several upperclassmen. They would start dry humping him in a dark locker room. I have never heard about this until all this came about. I'd never heard of this before. So multiple players restraining one players, mm-hmm. one player while other players would then dry hump him. Yes, that's what they call running. Yeah. What? What the hell is going on? Like, what? I, I'm, I'm really, I'm asking people, what the hell is going on? I, I, first off, <laughs> I'm able to compartmentalize people. Okay, we like. You know, somebody could do something really bad doesn't mean that he hasn't done other or that person hasn't done other good things for other people for sure. them to learn. Right. Absolutely. So I, I know a lot of people have been sending in their regards to the university and Michael Shills, the president, about, you know, how Coach Fitzgerald has changed their lives or their children's lives. And that can all be true. That doesn't absolve this type of behavior Absolutely. that occurred on his watch. Like you have to be able to separate the two. Um, I don't know how this stuff can even occur or how young people can even allow this. Where, where, where were the people to stand up for what is right? That, that's what I'm saying with as players. young people yeah. on this team. Because that's, that's and we'll bu- get into coach in a minute. That's but, bullying to the 25th power. What they were doing. It's clearly bullying, allowing that to happen, having that kind of culture of fear. That's what this is. It's bullying. That's what was going on allegedly in Northwestern. So then I read in, in one article that it says uh, the player said that one instance, another player was very vocally adamant about not wanting to participate in this exchange. Older players threatened to run him off, talking about Coach Fitzgerald about it. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this is, a, I, you hear about this stuff happening in a lot of fraternities. I dealt with a lot of this stuff, um, you know, down in North Carolina, different schools and not saying name the schools. Right. Uh, but hazing was a real thing back in school in 2001, 2002 mm-hmm. when I was in school. Right. Uh, but for this to happen on campus or even close to campus is shocking to me. It's shocking to me, Freddie. And not only should Coach Fitzgerald be held responsible, Michael Shills, the university president, needs point. to be held responsible for this type of behavior happening on his watch and really leading to an investigation earlier in this process. God forbid he's caught wind of this earlier. Now right. I'm curious. I have a lot more questions about because understanding young people, I am sure that this was raised earlier throughout the process. Now this is speculation on my part, Absolutely. but I don't know how it's not yeah. in the age of social media and, and, and all these ways that we have of undigging stories. I don't know how there weren't little threads of this occurring earlier. In his letter Monday, you mentioned Chill. He said the decision to fire Fitzgerald comes after a difficult and complex evaluation of my original discipline decision imposed last week on Coach Fitzgerald for his failure to know and prevent significant hazing in the football program, end quote. Whatever we want to put that out there. And I think it's completely fair what you just said. It's not so much what was going on because that's awful. But how much the people in positions of authority knew what was going on and did nothing, whether it's Pat Fitzgerald, the head coach, whether it was Michael Schill, the school president, or anybody else in upper administration, there's no way you can tell me that somebody did not have wind that this was going on, that didn't hear something. That's my head. You know, you know what's going on in your football program? You know what's going on in the football program? You know what they're doing over there? And then I mean, now you mentioned legalities. 
Now you get the legals involved. That's when things get really, really gummy. I mean, come on, Freddie. Like when a guy would skip a class or when a guy would have a little incident off campus, the coaches knew every damn detail about it. I mean, it, we, these coaches are the they're Fortune 500 executives, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like that's the best way to describe who a coach is. Oh, okay. I have 27 departments. I know the head of each department. I mean, everything from like in basketball, the Dobo, right? Like director of basketball operations. Hey, recruiting. Hey, administrators. Like I, I was with Seth Greenberg every single day for college game day mm-hmm. for an extensive period of time. When we would go through the amount of breakdowns that would occur throughout the daily life of a coach. Oh, Seth, if you're out there, please call in because he would break it down for you to a T. And I'm talking about multiple verticals and the individuals running those verticals, right. how he would hold them account- accountable and then also know the details of what their job descriptions were and would be able to break break it down for you about what their roles were and what their responsibilities were and how he was staying on top of them. I mean, this is what they do daily. You're running a business. You have young people's lives at stake here and how they're going to be transformed into adulthood. Like, this is serious stuff. No doubt. Dr. Eric J. Simeon hit us on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, and at Real J. Williams saying, I agree with you guys 100%. Northwestern, a responsible coach would slash should know what's going on in the locker room or weight room right outside his door. Back in the days, the NCAA called this lack of an institutional control. He had to go. He was negligent of his responsibility. I served in the service. You were taught that you can't give accountability and responsibility to anyone but yourself. The quote, President Truman, the buck stops at his desk. Also sounds like he was definitely running a outlaw program. So, I mean, you have, we have so many times um, in season, postseason, where you have individual sessions with the, with the coach. You're telling me, everybody out there, listen to this. The amount of meetings, football, basketball, tennis, soccer, that you have with your head coach one-on-one, they're absurd. The amount of times you meet, right? The amount of times they meet as a staff. No doubt. The amount of time you have individual meetings with the leaders of your locker room. And you're telling me not one time. Not one time. You didn't hear a thing. Was it articulated to Coach Fitzgerald? That's completely about fair. something erroneous happening in the locker room. Not once. Not once, ready. And if, if yeah. it was done once, that's enough for it to be investigated, right? And, and, and the thing that's enough. And to trampoline off your point, he had to know what was going on, especially according to these allegations. He led it. He organized it. He orchestrated it. He started it, and had players take that to that level. So for him to all of a sudden say, well, I didn't know what was going on. Really? So why are you clapping over people's heads? Like if you know that is something that insinuates what a hazing act is, right, to intimidate a young player or to make fun of the situation, whatever the hell it is, Absolutely. why are you acknowledging it in public? That, I didn't think about that. That is a very, very mm. point. Put so it, you're condoning you're the behavior. Con- you're condoning bullying. That's what bullying. you're doing. Yeah. He, he orchestrated and condoned bullying, according to these allegations. That's, when it comes to Pat that's what it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the more I know the less I understand. Mm. By the way, Adam Rittenberg will join us at 8 a.m. The ESPN College Football reporter that he is with the latest on Northwestern. We're definitely going to dive into that at 8 a.m. when he joins us here on ESPN Radio. Jay Williams over here. Freddie coming over there. Thanks for joining us as well. Keep hitting us up on Twitter at Real Jay Williams. That's Jay's handle. My handle at Coleman ESPN. But we switch gears to the NBA. And months 
and months and months could be the ordeal when it comes to Damian Lillard being traded by the Portland Trailblazers. We'll get to that after my man Jay has this from Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop on by. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is ESPN Radio. It's Dame time. Or is it? But that clock's a little delayed. Is, Just this, is this thing working? Is my watch working right now? Because it's, yeah. it's not happening on my time. Yeah, the Apple Dame watch may have run out of juice, <laughs> at least right now. Jay Williams, Freddie Coleman together on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80 and ESPNU presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's listen to Trader Joe, or maybe not Trader Joe. When it comes to Joe Cronin, Blazers general manager, everybody automatically has assumed sooner than later, but at a certain point, that Damian Lillard is going to be traded by the Portland Trail Blazers to the Miami Heat. If that happens, Joe says, hey, that Dame time, y'all better be patient. I think what I've learned more than anything is patience is critical. Don't be reactive. Don't jump at things just to seemingly solve a problem. I think the teams that have ended up in the most positive situation post-trade have been the ones that have been really diligent and taken their time and been not been impulsive. The teams that kept their urgency under control. So I think that's how my approach is going has been with this and will be with this is we're going to be patient. We're going to do what's best for our team and we're going to see, you know, how this lands. And if it takes months, it takes months. Mm. Joe Cronin has been going to some GM one-on-one classes since his last interview, huh? It's like he with the GM, GM negotiation tactic for dummies. I, I, I mean, no, we'll talk because the, the, the tonality of this interview compared to the last one, Freddie, a complete dichotomy, right? Last interview, it was like, well, we're building a winning team. We're building a winning culture. And he left uh, too many gaps in the argument. Everybody's like, well, wait a second. Now you're building a winning team. Now you're building a winning culture. Uh Like we just saw you tank at the end of the season. Like you're putting your foot in your own mouth this time, way more precise in the way he spoke. Right. First off, I give Joe credit, a mission of guilt. He started off the interview by saying, yeah, I failed Dame. Now think about what that does. It disarms everybody, right? The first thing your parents teach you Mm -hmm. when you get in trouble is don't lie, just tell me the truth. Right. Right. I mean, I'll come home to my mom. Yeah. Yeah. Mom, where'd you go with my car? I, I just went down to, to, to Tommy's house. Uh-huh. Did you? Really? Why, why is it? Why is there a parking sticker on my car from damn the Jersey Shore? That's an hour away. But uh, it's like, uh, how it, come you just didn't start off by saying, yeah. I messed up, mom. 
I went down to the Jersey Shore. Uh-huh. I lied. Think about if you start off the conversation that way, yeah. how it sets a different tone and opens up for like, well, damn, he just told me the truth. Now I need to deal with that. Okay, but accountability goes a long way, Freddie. No doubt. He said he no failed Dame. That just automatically gets you to lean in a little bit on Joe Cronin and say, okay, you know what? I kind of like you. You just told me the truth. And then to go through the line of saying, hey, look, my hand is not going to be forced. Aaron Goodwin has came out. He's made a statement that if we are engaging other teams in trade talks, mm-hmm. that they have a chance to have a potential unhappy player in Dame. Right. Okay. You want to force my hand? Fine. Now we're going to wait. I love the National Geographic channel, Freddie. You okay. know why? Because yeah. I love watching lions hunt. Right. You ever watch a lion hunt? Oh, yeah. I'm a, a, I'm, my favorite animal is a cheetah. Okay. I love the way, so the same the way thing, right? cheetah gets out. You know after. when they get down really low on all fours, mm-hmm. it's like they're laying down mm-hmm. and they're perching and they're moving softly and judiciously in that tall, grassy area. And they're just waiting. And they sit there and they wait. It could be 20 minutes. It could be an hour. They're waiting for that right time. That's what Joe Cronin is going to do right now. Because there's no timeline. Right. Well, you want to wait until... All-star, you want to wait into the middle of the season, Miami? Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? And by the way, I'm going to flip it. Dame, I hope that you're willing to be respectful. I hope that you're willing to be a pro's pro. You know, we've seen the way James Harden's gone about doing it. How much has that tarnished his brand? Are you going to be the same? We have a lot of young players. Are you going to teach them how it is to be a pro? Are you going to do the right thing by the organization as we try to make the right steps to get the value in exchange for a player of your caliber? Now all the energy and all the attention is back on how Dame handles the process. Great stuff by Jay Williams, Freddie, coming together on ESPN Radio. I will say this when I heard that from Joe Cronin. I said that is an ultimate, ultimate negotiating tactic. To go back to what we said about five minutes ago, it's that somebody looked at and said, Joe, a word? A word? <laughs> Please? Please? Because the words you use, not a good idea when mm-hmm. it comes to negotiating. You're not helping us to make this situation more palatable on our timeline because he basically put control back to the Portland Trailblazers. He's like, look, we want to make a trade. Damien, we want to do right by you. We don't want you to be a disgruntled employee. We don't want you to go to the company cafeteria and throw gel at the people behind the scenes. That's not what we want. What can we do to make this more amenable? Let's just clear the deck and say, look, when it happens, it's going to happen. We want it to happen. You want it to happen. But let's make sure that we don't have any kind of disharmony. And now we got a guy that doesn't want to be here. That's letting know he does not want to be here. And then he's got stink face because it's not going to according to his plan. The Portland Trail Blazers control everything. They can say, Damon, we want to trade you, but we want to make sure we get the best deal possible. Not just to help you, but to also help us. It's the best negotiating tactic that he could have said to use in favor of having everything swing back in favor of the Portland Trailblazers. Also, Freddie, from Joe, right? I was on first take on Thursday with Stephen A. Smith, and we were talking about it. You knocked it out, by the way. Thank you. The question was, what is the best trade partner for the Portland Trailblazers? Not what's in Dame's best interest. Absolutely. Or what's the best fit. Like, what's the best trade partner? And on paper, I'm sitting there saying, that's easy. It's the Boston Celtics. Absolutely. If I can get Jalen Brown and draft picks and replace for Dame, now have a backbone of a two-way guard with Anthony Simon, Shaden Sharp. Like I, I got it, right? Stephen A. then went and said, I, I'm not going to tell you who, but I got told multiple times, 
They ain't going to Boston. Let me say it again, Jay. He ain't going to Boston. He yelled it. Let me say it. He's not going to Boston. That's pretty so, good, okay. by the way. So now if, if we're hearing that from Stephen A. Smith, I'm hearing that from Aaron Goodwin about an unhappy player. Guess what? If I'm Joe, I'm saying, you just kind of screwed yourself now. Completely. Because I was willing to make it work with Miami, but I was going to use all these other teams as leverage to get more from Miami. You have to know that. But now that you force my hand, now it's a sit-and-wait approach. Now it's going to happen on my timeline. Now you have to wait. And what could possibly happen? Because if we're going to take Joe Cronin at his word, that it could take months and months and months. That means this ain't happening before training camp. Nope. That means you're going to still need this guy as a party organization. Damian Lillard is not going to sit out and not get paid close to $46 million. He's not doing that. He'd be a fool to do something like that. So now when training camp happens, and let's say there's no trade, and you have the introductory press conference for the regular season, that gets very awkward. Oh, Freddie. And all they say, too, like the sign of professionals, how you handle yourself on the way out the door mm-hmm. matters to your next employer. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, it's a, that's no a doubt. real thing. No doubt. Like, you don't blow up me, you could blow up somebody else. And if you're that employer, you're not sitting there saying, well, damn, he, that's how it went down? What is he going to do to me? Like, all everybody's watching now Dame's next move. Because that would not fly with Miami. No. You think Pat, Pat Riley? Riley? <laughs> you think Pat Riley? Like, oh, that's the way you're going to hold on now. Maybe we have to reassess. <laughs> the ultimate Marlon Brando in the NBA? But now if you're Pat Riley, now you're forced to negotiate against yourself. Absolutely. To a degree. If, if, to me, if anything, Portland probably ha- were able to hasten the timeline a little bit because now if you're Miami, you don't want to wait till the trading deadline or close to trading camp. How much more pressure does it put on them to say, okay, what can we really do? Either we're all in with this or we got to take a step back. Mm. He's even put that kind of pressure on teams out there to say, we want this guy in early. We don't want to wait till the trading deadline and think that that's going to work. If anything, that negotiation tactic has turned up the pressure on teams wanting to make sure the right package is going to be there to bring Damian Lillard there sooner than later. We'll talk about that coming back from break. Cause I, That's right. I don't okay. know if I necessarily agree with that one, Freddie. Oh, I, I think I, they have some time in I, the 305. We'll, 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 we'll do that. We'll, we'll have a we'll see moment when Woo. it comes to that. And also, we'll see about ESPN Rankham Series, Jay's top five NFL players. How many quarterbacks will be a part of that? We also have to talk about Alan Yates' dog. That's at number two. Yeah, that's at seven. We'll do that at seven. seven. We'll do a two at Mm. seven, but we're going to do Jay's five next on ESPN Radio. Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
This is ESPN Radio. From the top five NFL quarterbacks. Touchdown, Jalen Hurts. R-E-L-A-X. To the top five NFL fan bases. Stop We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Rank Them, the top five overall players. So Jay Will gets a chance to do that. Freddie Coleman, both of us together here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and ESPNU. And look at you. You got the football bod going there. Like you're running through drills and training camp. Nothing worse than a squeaky seat. Oh, really? I don't, I don't know what's worse, the squeaky oh, seat or what you're doing to make the seat squeakier. <laughs> maybe that, maybe that's a frightening prospect. <laughs> More than the squeaky seat. All right, you want to get to my top five? Let's do it. What you're not got? ready for my top five. You Number five. It. Number five, Aaron Donald. Okay, I know he's towards the end of his career. One of the best defensive players the game of football has ever seen. Career 103 sacks and 138 career games played. I think he brings constant pressure up the middle, beating linemen. Look, You just put it into perspective, man. Mm -hmm. You tell me somebody from his position that you think is better in the history of football. Oh, Lawrence Taylor. Okay. Keep going. uh, Lawrence Taylor, definitely, at that position. Thank you. Okay, number four. It's that easy. (laughs) Number four. Justin Jefferson. Look, he's the offensive version of Aaron Donald. It takes two people to stop him all the time. 2020, 88 catches, 1,400 yards, 7 TDs. 2021, 108 catches, 1,600 yards, 10 TDs. 2022, 128 catches, 1,800 yards, 8 TDs. I I don't know how Key did not have him on his top five wide receiver list. We have to talk. We'll go back in time and revisit. I'm going to call Key. He's still posing by boats. Somewhere in, in the Caribbean. I don't know, some undisclosed location. But I need to call him and talk to him about that. But I think not only is he consistently hitting his numbers, he's one of the best there is in the league right now. Number three. Nick Bosa. Have you forgotten? I mean, 2022. Oh. I mean, defensive player of the year. Leader of the league's best defensive in huge part of why they dominate all season long. Uh, and what they do, led the league with 18.5 sacks, QB pressure rate just under 16%. I mean, he's an elite edge rusher that disrupts the offense. You, you tell me somebody who's more dominant at what he does Okay, when he's on the field. I won't. Okay? Continue. Next up, now it's time for my quarterbacks. <laughs> Top two. Number two. Number two. Do I have an affinity with number two? Sure I do. <laughs> Second pick in the draft. Number two matters. You know what? I like that. It's a matter of time before I always said that number two will become number one. Do your thing. Just mark that down. Joe Burrow. (laughs) Look, I know there are other quarterbacks that we could put on this list at number two, but Joe Cool. I can sit here. I can give you stats all day long. But, I mean, it's a matter of time when somebody's always knocking on the door before they're going to be let in, right? Joe Burrow has made it to Super Bowl before, but, like, it's a matter of time before I see him winning. Like, think about what he came into before he got hurt. Right. Like, a 2-14 and 14 roster, the way he's been able to turn around this franchise and flip it, reverse engineer it, and now seeing that they're knocking on the door every single year in the loaded AFC, he's number two on my list. Okay. And number one. Number one. It's not even a question. I mean, he's number one. Yeah, everybody's he's he's the king of the Patrick world. Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, Freddie, I, I don't need to give people on radio and TV the reasoning behind why Pat Mahomes is number one. We're talking about him being potentially the greatest quarterback that has ever lived. Ever lived. Okay? Some people have compared him to Michael Jordan. Like, that's where we are. 
right? And, right. and, and not what he's accomplished, but what he's on his way to accomplishing. So that's my list. Okay. That's my top five. I don't have to repeat it back to you. Have at it. Aaron Donald, number five. Justin Jefferson, number four. Nick Bosa, number three. Right. Joe Cool, number two. Okay. And Patrick Mahomes, number one. Patrick Mahomes, to me, he's this generation's version of Steph Curry in the football field. Mm. I made that correlation between the Chiefs and the Golden State Warriors that they become eye candy that so many people outside of their markets want to wear the jerseys of their favorite player. I see a lot of Mahomes jerseys when the Chiefs aren't playing mm-hmm. in different stadiums, just like I see a lot of Steph Curry jerseys in arenas when the Golden State Warriors aren't playing. The way he flips passes, the way he makes things happen. He's eye candy. Yeah. He really, really is. I mean, I was watching something the other night on the NFL Network, and that flip pass he did against the Denver Broncos, running away and just flips it, hits the guy down the sidelines, he takes off for a touchdown, and his Chiefs teammates, they were like on the sideline and bumping each other. It's as if they were seeing themselves. We've seen what he's been able to do, but even he stop, he does not stop amazing us. Steph Curry has always had that effect once he really got going with the Golden State Warriors. That's why I compare those two. Not because they're light-skinned assassins. That helps as well because the light-skinned brigade is always going to be out there. But when those two guys are doing what they do, <laughs> people the just grab it. The, the Butterscotch brother, the the brothers are always around, man. Ah. I'm telling you right now. Butterscotch <laughs> brothers are raining, raining hell on the everybody. Soft eyes, hazel eyes, and y'all got it all. Got the hair going yeah. and everything like that. But both of those guys, they, they remind me so much of each other. But now we can, to your point, we can start having that conversation about Patrick Mahomes on that Michael Jordan track where you think of him outside of basketball, outside of football. And we haven't, we didn't see that coming from a guy like Patrick Mahomes. Any problems with my list? No. No, no problem with your you list okay? at all. I mean, I, because I know when I said yeah. it during the pre-show yeah. meeting, you're like, oh, oh, oh I, 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 interesting. I, I never questioned people's lists, mainly but, because that's how you feel. But. So, there's no but there, there's honestly. No but. There's no but there. Okay. I never look at somebody's list and say they don't know what they're talking about. Now, if they've never watched football, that's a different conversation. I know you watch football. I know you understand the NFL. I know you understand the nuances of it. That's why I have a problem you having Aaron Donald number five. A couple of years ago, if you had him in number five, I said, oh, dude, you have you not seen mind. that dude? Exactly. Have you not seen that guy? Two years ago, he was pound for pound the best player in the National Football League. You can still make that case even now that he can be pound for pound the best football player in the National Football League. I'm just astounded that a guy continues to do that with all that company around him, and he dominates the game from a position that is not a position you say you can dominate from in modern football. You can dominate NFL from outside when you're rushing the passer. You can dominate at wide receiver. You definitely dominate it at quarterback. We've seen it at defensive back, what Sauce Gardner did in his rookie mm. season for the New York Jets. But it is really hard as a defensive tackle to dominate a game, and he continues to do that from that position for the Los Angeles Rams. Now, I do have somebody on the outside of the top five that I think this yeah. year could be a breakout year for him to be top five, Lamar Jackson. I'm not, I'm not arguing with you on that one. I, but just because I, I think I, finally I, yeah. now the weapons that he has yeah. around him, yep. the team finally being healthy. Mm-hmm. You talk about, you know, say Flowers. You talk about OBJ. Keep going. I, I mean, they have the pieces right now. Bateman as well. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a, a new OC in Munkin. And now Todd it's Munkin. time yep. to play and to yep. showcase to the world if he can stay healthy that, hey, we can do it in a variety of different ways offensively. And plus he got his money. He's got motivation to show people, I earned that. I deserve that. I got that. Now watch me work. I'm going to have my list at 845. It'll be a little different. Jay's my top five NFL players. Jay wins Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio. And this show is brought to you by the number five, courtesy to San Antonio Spurs. That's next. This is ESPN Radio. More next.